Bells. I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And spoiler review for Pig. Uh, not spoilers yet. I'm sure there'll be spoilers partway through our discussion of the trailer. But we'll mention it before we actually say anything truly spoilery. Uh, just for people coming over for those thoughts. Uh, but yeah, Brad, what'd you, what'd you think about the trailer and uh, my parroting, parroting of everybody, all the reviewers saying that it was misleading? I would say, I would agree with them that it was very misleading. Um, I mean, I know trailers, you know, are chopped up. You're not supposed to get the story from the trailers. You're supposed to kind of be interested and it's supposed to try and draw you in. But this, this trailer, the official movie trailer, which I think was like two minutes and 16 seconds or something like that, um, is the one that we both watched. Um, it is very John Wicky for sure. It is very, seemed very scary, very violence, um, very violent induced, um, which is not a part of this movie really. Um, there's no real scare to this movie at all. Um, but they really try and they really try and drive that, you know, I'm out for blood vengeance because my pig is missing like John Wick. Yeah, it felt it felt both very honest to the feel of the movie, the tone, but yet like it's not to me dishonest in the way um the Morbius trailers were dishonest. <laughs> It's not directly dishonest, I'd say, but it leaves blanks for the audience to fill in, for a general audience to fill in and then lie to themselves, if that makes sense. Would you agree or disagree with that? Uh, um, that's, it's, that's tough. Because um, not, not cause like... No. I didn't obviously we didn't watch this before we watched after watching the movie so I can see where everything's chopped up from yeah um so that makes it a little bit harder for me to kind of like retroactively go back and like say it's misleading or not misleading because it kind of it it is scenes from a movie but the way they're edited together makes it feel more dishonest um and there's one moment that you were like you responded to a lot which we found out was the most watched part of the trailer at about 30 seconds uh, the link will be in the description if i remember <laughs> if, if not just google or just youtube it's real quick yeah it's 30 seconds in you called it the jump scare moment which is that's accurate uh but yeah. like i remember the shot it's not a that's how the shot happens so it's not like dishonest but I don't it's know. Not... I don't remember if the music was uh, was the same around then. So, yeah, it wasn't as jump scary um, because they in the trailer they cut from one section immediately jumped into that to just for um, just for the effect of the jump scare happening after something after there's something really melancholy. I think it was the music in the front to a jump scare back to kind of a melancholy. Um, feel to it i'm uh it's, so it's kind of a little dishonest um in that regard but yeah yeah so so do you have anything non-spoiler about the trailer to mention because i'm about to mention something spoilery no go ahead run it all right everybody who's here just for the non-spoiler reaction to the trailer now spoilers watching this trailer and we got most of his uh voiceover from the scene i'm about to mention i would never 
in a million years think that there would be a 10 minute contemplative scene, sit down scene in that too fancy restaurant where he's like, I remember you, you, you got fired cause you kept overcooking the noodles or some shit. And what, what did you say? You, you only worked for me two months. Didn't you say you want to do something else? And this whole, like, just, just talking normally and making somebody cry at the table because of their feelings of fraud and like just realizing they've sold out never would have they, they not only did they sell out they also um gave up on their dreams also that somebody that they had looked up to in their past remembered so much so many details about them despite having so little time with them um so it's one of those feelings like man i really looked up to xyz athlete i met him twice and i met him a third time he's like oh yeah i remember you you really liked baseball cards here's yeah. here's a signed baseball card that i have that i brought for you you're you would cry out of just like wow you i can't believe you actually remember that um so i have somebody you looked up to like that too and like basically told you you sold out yeah they don't put this in the trailer but based on the tone of the trailer i if i had to fill in the blanks i would say okay that scene continues with him smashing that guy's face on the <laughs> table uh twisting his arm breaking a couple fingers and getting information until he moves on not not you gave up on your dream of having a a dirty drunken sports bar or whatever it was and you you cashed it in for this fancy shit you know i just never would have imagined that's how the scene would end and also getting a hint um so it's like it's like someone saying i didn't cheat on you and then later them being like but we're not officially together, so I can't cheat on you. <laughs> like, <laughs> the the trailer is a white lie. It just yeah. doesn't completely fill you in. Um, it but it does a it does good it does a good job. It does make the movie look very interesting, more interesting than I think I was expecting when you when you were talking about John Wick. Um, and but it. It does make the it does it does give an interesting feel to the movie. Yeah. I mean, it I, does it it does feel very um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Independent feeling. Um, it does really have that independent feeling, not so much like a like a Hollywood movie or a, like a box office kind of movie, big box office movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it still keeps that feel of very independent, very indie. So. Yeah, I'd say I'd say this uh, this movie was made by a studio like A twenty four, and this movie was sold by a studio that's not A twenty four. It's not Sony <laughs> selling it, but it's not A twenty four. And there was something else. Oh, it also to me made the main villain seem like an old friend who's just like, "Give up, bro." Because yeah. they use the line, get another pig. And I'm like, they did not put the music behind that to make it as sinister as we know it is in context. Because it really just sounds like if I had to put money on it again, I'd be like, okay, this is his like brother or distant relative or old friend who's just like, sometimes you just got to move on, man. And in the movie, it's like, sometimes you just got to move on, man. <laughs> yeah. look at all my like i got money bitch <laughs> get out of here <laughs> just give up 
Um, I kind of want to take John Wick and cut into this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> just take all the audio or reverse it and do that. Or or just like have this have this playing, but then like take the the Keanu Reeves voice from John Wick and put it into this movie. <laughs> so instead of he's talking about a pig, he's talking about his dog being murdered. Yeah, people keep asking if I'm back. I think I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and have that playing at like him sitting at dinner um, with his buddy talking to the chef. Oh, that'd be that'd be hilarious. <laughs> if anybody joins the Patreon and asks for those trailer edits i will do it (laughs) uh just for shits and giggles um so to kind of sum up the john wick references um and it's been a while since i've seen john wick um any of them off my head um and our you know associate producer is yelling at me already um your your puppy (laughs) as she barks towards the door uh Um, loses loses an animal. It doesn't die in front of him, but he loses an animal. Goes on on a rampage looking for it. Has one big bad guy that tries to sit him down and basically tell him to buy a new dog or get um, a new pig. Emotional rampage in this movie. <laughs> emotional rampage, not physical rampage. Um, so I would say the having the one bad, the one like bad guy, um, basically telling you to go buy a new animal, um. I mean, he doesn't really beat up anybody to get there. Doesn't kill anybody, or doesn't like kill the dude's son. He actually gets beat up intentionally. <laughs> intentionally to get, to get information. Um, I I also found it, it was I don't remember who I was talking to. I don't remember if it was you or for somebody else, but I found it super surprising that after 15 years of being absent into the woods, that people would still remember him. Some chefs I would get, but like we're talking about an underground group of busboys that you know basically have a fight club, um, essentially, and those people remember you. I call bullshit. There's no way busboys last like two months at a job. There's no way like a professional like a professional busboy 15 years ago is gonna remember who you are because of this underground fight club. Like, go fuck yourself. All I'll say is that I would hope that anyone trusted enough to go into an underground fight club would also be somebody who would recognize uh, Gordon Ramsay 10 years later. I mean, that's Gordon Ramsay. Sure. Sure. But but, you know, that's, that's who Nick Cage's character is in this world. Um, Yeah. But he's, but but he's like the, he's like the Portland Gordon Ramsay, not necessarily like a TV Gordon Ramsay, TikTok Gordon Ramsay. He's like he'd be like your your local big shot restaurant uh, chef, in in you know the city that you live in and the city that I live or the city that I live in. They might be famous in that area, but I mean, fifteen years down the road, everybody's gonna look at that guy like I don't remember who that guy is. He looks familiar, but I don't know why. And especially when you don't look like you look like a dirty hobo. Um, and I'm so glad he takes a shower in this movie at one point. To be uh, fair, he said he has to fully turn towards the that one guy <laughs> who uh, who's doing the two fair. You know, I don't know. I, well, and Andy I get had where to, you're and, coming from, but I Andy had to be alluded that he was somebody. He is somebody. Was somebody in order for him to realize, like, oh shit, yeah, that is um, Rob Fines or Robin something. What was it? Robin Fields. If if um, he went into a bank and secured a loan to open a competing <laughs> restaurant to take down the bad guy that I definitely call bullshit, but this is just enough that I'm like, I'm not in the world. 
okay. You know, yeah. uh, in, in to to bring one more parallel to John Wick, this is somebody whose reputation has continued, and most people remember them uh, decades on or years on. So yeah, at this point, it was fifteen years, I think, is what they said. Um, at one point in time, I think it was fifteen years. Like I said, I I would just hope that anybody in worthy of being in that weird fight club could be <laughs> enough of a food nerd that they'd know of a literal legend, even if it's a local legend. So, um, if I have to make some headcanon to make that work, it's not enough that I I feel angry. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just saying, like, I'm calling bullshit on the fact that, oh, like, yeah. these people, these people still remember you with, like, with, like, almost no recollect, no recollection, or like, no, like, oh, don't you know that's Robin Field from X Y Z restaurant? He used to make this bomb ass, you know, <laughs> platter of smoked mushrooms, and I forgot what else he made makes up the end, but um, that makes the dude cry, but. <laughs> Do you but, know? Sorry, I was just say if um, I understand why he cries for it, but um, which uh, more of an emotional reason, not necessarily that the food was so good. But I mean, I get that. But I, I assume that's where you were heading as I was going that way. No, I was actually going to say, do you know what the, my most uncomfortable scene in the whole movie was? Um, when he first asked that one guy for help. Or what is it when he's kicking the Corvette or whatever it was in, in the parking lot? Nope. It was when he was talking to that little kid because nothing was going wrong. He was you know, he wasn't actually a danger to this kid, but I was like, What if one of his parents sees this what they would assume is this random old dirty homeless man in their backyard unannounced talking to their child? Uh, oh sitting on the God. porch yeah. yeah i was so i was like don't 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 walk in and see him because you will make judgments and ah <laughs> <laughs> and i would make judgments too you know if my daughter's randomly in our backyard and someone who's 60 and has been living in the woods for the last 15 years and looks like it is randomly talking to them i'd be like what the fuck is going on um i would question i would make some questions i would i would definitely be there if it came if i had noticed something like that was going on i would definitely step in just to make sure and Uh, considering how bloody they don't care about making nick cage i was scared that a a bat might come out from a direction (laughs) and hurt him more (laughs) 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 knowing that that doesn't happen uh, maybe on a rewatch i'll be less uh on the edge of my seat stricken with nerves but i was just like oh no he's been through enough come on come on i know i know he's a weird old man from the woods but <laughs> don't yeah. hurt him more um i mean it does um uh, it does make the i would say the movie overall does make portland look pretty nice uh it looks like a pretty nice city i've never been there um and it makes the um the woods and stuff like that seem pretty remote and seem pretty cool um I mean, I wouldn't mind having a house out in the woods, but it would have to be one of those. It'd have to be a lot nicer than the, the shed that he's living in. Yeah, it'd have to have air conditioning, <laughs> um, a working shower, <laughs> preferably some good internet. But yeah, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. And you know, 
kind of heartbreaking the more we learned about uh, the guy that brought him around the whole time. Uh, what is it, Amir? Yeah, Amir, Alex Wolf. Yeah, his character, the more we found out about like his inferiority complex and his douchebag dad like undercutting him and his need to prove himself even when he's a fucking adult uh that just became and then of course you know that all factoring into the dude just deciding yeah i'll fucking steal a pig steal a what we find out is a useless pig uh you know ultimately like an unnecessary pig yeah in terms of finding truffles just and I've heard people mention like the corrupt nature of the food industry and they talk uh, when they've referenced it in terms of this movie, it sounds like they're also referencing something from reality. So I'm like, I just hope this is all fake. Like, I hope this is truly just, you know, what? I like food and John Wick made me believe I could make a fake, uh, fake society, but with people, how people have referenced it in in their summaries of the movies, I'm like, oh no, I'm afraid this is much more real than the Secret Society of John Wick. Yeah, the Secret Society of John Wick is pretty sweet, but um, yeah, I, I would say that the Secret Society of food um, buyers, sellers, and organizations and that are probably a little bit more realistic and probably do happen to some degree. Um, I mean, I kind of feel bad to do that. Um, Amir was kind of taking advantage of Nicolas Cage. And you can you can kind of see that from, you know, the car that he drives and stuff like that. And he's paying what's his name in like milk and breadcrumbs and stuff like that. Like low, I wouldn't say low end food, but like ingredients for food. This guy's trading him in for thousands, thousands of dollars worth of truffles. So he's kind of taking advantage of them too. So I kind of, Kind of felt bad on that side too, but yeah, he's and you you'd you have to know. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. You'd have to know that Robin, um, the Nicholas Cage Rob would know the value of those truffles and what he's trading those truffles for, and he was okay with it just to be out in the middle of the woods and nothing. But yeah, just felt felt wrong. Yeah, it was literally that detail that there's no way Rob doesn't know what it what he's giving away, you know, in trading. Um, it was only that detail that didn't make my stomach turn. But yeah, clearly, I mean, he comes out here once a week. So maybe he has other things that factor into his lifestyle. Uh, but we don't see any of that. And if it has that big of a profit margin, that's nice. It's a nice yeah. business to be in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in if I'm sure that's just the general state of things. Like we've heard that in terms of the coffee bean business worldwide. The, the, yeah, the coffee bean is very ex, explorate, ex, exploitative. Yep. yep. And um, there's plenty of documentaries on that if you want to look up any of those. Fast fashion, Nike, those mm-hmm. those profit margins. Um, what are those? Uh, what are those shoes? Todd's. The buy one, give one away to someone. That's you can look up. Uh, Adam ruins everything with that. Diamonds. Tom, to, Tom's. Oh yeah, diamonds. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I'd be I'd really be curious to if I ever met that co-host of the Chef Show on Netflix, not John Favreau, but the other guy, I'd really be curious to be like, okay, so you definitely have to have seen Pig. How much of that is legit? <laughs> like, I'm not recording. I'm just like I want to know for personal what? reference. What? Yeah. What the fuck? They really uh, you know, secret fight clubs and shit and <laughs> I mean, it's Portland, so I mean, keep keep Portland weird, I guess. <laughs> Thought Portlandia that's, that's... was doing it for us, but <laughs> well, I think there's. Um, I've never, like I said, never been to Portland, but my parents were um, working in Portland, but staying just over the border into Washington. Um, I th- think it was Vancouver, Washington. Um, but yeah, there was. Um, they were talking about when they were up there, the naked bicycle ride. I guess they have a yearly naked bicycle ride. Where everybody gets naked and rides bikes through the streets. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, they have a lot of bumper stickers that say "Keep Portland Weird." Um, stuff Might like that. I need to retire there. Yeah, yeah. So I can just ride my bicycle naked one day a year. <laughs> I'm not gonna. That's not gonna be me. But I anywhere that's like keep it weird. I'm like hell yeah. That's. I'm I'm gonna do like um, was it uh, flea from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers? I'm just gonna sock it up and. <laughs> It cut out for a little bit. Something. From oh, so, what? oh, flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm just going to sock it up and ride my bike. <laughs> Is that okay? He stuffed everything into a sock and um, <laughs> for, I, I don't know if it was a music video or a concert or yeah, he was. Oh, I didn't know that was a person. <laughs> yeah. It was a song. <laughs> no, it was a person. Okay. I'm, I don't, I'm out of it. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> nah, you're good. Okay. Um, that's weird. I'm on the IMDb page. It says cast in credits order, complete comma awaiting verification. Even though this movie came out, was officially released on July 16th of 2021. It's yeah. still waiting for the official. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else. I mean. Yeah, spoiler section. Uh, Amir's made, if this is his only source of income while he's trying to make his way in the food business, those profit margins are real good because he has a prime apartment in downtown Portland, if not a condo that he owns. He has a fancy ass. Essentially, it's Bumblebee from uh, Transformers <laughs> 1. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, yeah. Know, this, no. um, I, there is a small spoiler. I, I or something. You know, this movie does take, you know, does take the emotional side of things, um, in a very melancholy, melancholy type of way. But you really get to see a, a man battle with, you know, leaving his old life behind, and then also going through reliving some of that stuff. Um, the kind of the mental aspect of kind of having to go back to your past life that you had ba- abandoned for whatever reason. Um, I know it was his wife, his wife passed away and stuff like that, but like he abandoned everything to go live out in the woods um, and to have him see battle go back through and see the mental challenges and stuff like that, that he, ha- that he has to face. And um, it was solid, you know, solid mental, mental movie too. So if you look at it through, through those eyes, yeah, honestly, Rob Nicholas Cage's character is just he strikes me as a guy who 
succeeded, thrived in in spite of all the bullshit that it took to rise in those ranks. And when he lost the most important person in his life, he decided, fuck it, uh, and became secluded um, and was happy, happy to live out his days and just run out the clock and... Which, I mean, is an, is a, I don't want to say an, it's a it, reasonable thing to do. It's not unreasonable to think that somebody would do something like that, like that, lose somebody so important to you that you just, you know, say, I'm, I'm not going to do anything to harm myself, but I'm also just, you know, going to be a recluse, a recluse and, you know, go live out in the woods and live basically off of the generosity of this one guy in your trades, but then also, you know just basically live out in the middle of nowhere, not have any contact with anybody really. Yeah. And he's like, he's truly living for himself. You know, he hasn't, doesn't seem like he wants to like kill himself or end things or anything. He just, man, just sometimes, I mean, if you think about a general life demands so much of you, so often just being a functional part of society, looking around me, having to pay a, an electricity bill, a rent bill, uh, you know, there's stop signs outside, there's stop lights outside my apartment. There's, there's just rules and I'm sure being uh, the most successful person in a whole fucking industry in his city there's a lot more strings attached. Um, yeah. But yeah especially, so he, especially when he, he goes on when he's having his big monologue um, with the, the chef in that restaurant um, about how he remembers every dish he's ever made. He remembers every person he ever, he ever um, served, served and to have that weight and expectation on, on him to live his life for so many other people and everybody that he serves and everybody that he cooks for. I mean, for him to just, you know, say fuck it and go out to the woods is. This is his retirement. Yeah, basically. And, uh, and there were, man, I really want to just watch that, his whole speech to that guy who sold out again. But even with, even with the, the villain of the film, like, there were so many layers to that because he just seems like a dick, piece of shit, bad dad. And the thing that finally, and for the life of me, just fucking tell him the pig's dead early. Yeah. What a, what a egotistical dick. Um, but it makes sense. Anyway, the way, you know, Rob Nick Cage's character gets through to him is reminding him of a meal that he shared with his, I think she killed herself. Are we, are we led I, to believe she killed herself I, eventually? I, yes. I think, well, she's, we, we know that his wife or significant other is dead and that eating the, her, eating her favorite dish um, that um, Nicholas Cage still remembers um, as her favorite dish. Um, just taking that first bite, even though I think he says it's not one of his favorite dishes, but it was hers. Um, yeah. yeah, and 
earlier Amir was talking about how he like so rarely saw his mother truly happy, but there was one time and we're led to, you know, put the put the clues together and it was after experiencing Rob's cooking. Like bringing that back to whoever the bad guy's name is. I'm forgetting. I'm not uh, Darius. Right. Uh, uh, is that him? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Care? The care. Um, I can't oh, tell by no, the IMD picture. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was Adam. Adam Arkin as Darius. Oh, I saw an actor named Darius on the list. Yeah. No. Uh, no. That's convenient, though. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but he's able to like cut through and like cut him to his core, remembering, you know reminding him of somebody he loved and basically reminding him what human emotions are. <laughs> yeah. And in return, it also helped out with um, Nicholas cage getting through his wife because we he was able to, you know, once he went back to his cabin, he was able to deal with that trauma. We actually got to hear the full tape and not just her the first like five, 10 seconds of that, that um, cassette tape. Mm. And we, so we got to listen to the rest of the cassette tape of her. Um, I think it was, her laughing and she was giving him a recipe through the audio or something like that, or um, something to that effect. And so he was able to, he was also, he was able to help him out with his trauma, which also in turn helped him out with his. um, So this, this movie is way, way deeper than you probably, than either of us probably thought it was going to be. And now talking about it, realizing how deep it actually was. Um, Yeah. I uh, I I love it. I'll probably only rewatch it like once or twice before I die. <laughs> like, I, I I would say that I will probably at some point end up rewatching this movie. Just especially now that we're talking about it, and I'm realizing certain things while talking to you about it, I will probably go through at some point in the near future especially with it only being 92 minutes. So an hour and a half and go through back through, rewatch it again one more time. And then that'll probably be the end of it um, for me, unless somebody, unless I recommend it to somebody and watch it that way, but I will probably not, you know, go out of my way to rewatch it as a third time, but I definitely want to go through and watch it a second time. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember if I watch it with my daughter, but if I didn't, I definitely will. And actually, I don't know if I could stick to only rewatching it like once or twice. This is, you know, uh, Blade Runner 2049. That's a movie that probably every three years, I'm like, you know what? I'd really, really want that vibe right now. That very specific vibe. And yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Keep, stick around. Yeah. Watch watch every episode. I might in three years randomly be like, "Yeah, I watched Big again today. It was cool to go back to that." Um, <laughs> but anything else you had for the spoiler section of this? Uh no. Um, uh, there was no box. There's just box office numbers. Um, but again, I mean, you got to take all those numbers with a grain of salt. I mean, we're talking about uh, July of 2021. You know, Pandemic we're talking about indie. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about this being an indie movie. We're talking about this um, kind of just falling under the radar in a lot of aspects. 
So, I mean, the only numbers that we really have are box office numbers, and that only grossed uh, $3.8 million according to Wikipedia. And what's the budget? It doesn't have a budget. Hmm. Uh, at least not on Wikipedia. I mean, there might be some numbers out there, but at least not. Yeah, I'll say uh, I just looked up on YouTube the reviews, and Chris Duckman has 241,000 reviews for Pig, Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish. So he reviewed two movies in one. Uh, Dan Merle's review has 25,000 views. Impression Blend, who I, this is the first time I'm seeing their channel, has 11,000 views. The anti Wick, John Wick movie, you have to watch. Okay. So she's mm-hmm. telling people exactly, <laughs> setting their expectations. And uh, 40,000 views on a channel called In Frame Out which says, uh, what makes Pig a masterpiece? So, yeah, I think you're right. This is especially under the radar. I don't know what made Chris Stuckman get a quarter of a billion views (laughs) when everyone (laughs) else is getting so much less. But, yeah, it's a... It's a a movie. (laughs) Yeah, it's also just really making me see, think that, like, is Nick Cage the greatest living actor we have right now? Because his... The fact that he can turn this in and also a, uh, a satirical romp about his own life and the unbearable weight of uh, massive talent, but also doing stuff like adaptation, playing multiple char- multiple versions of himself in the same scene with himself, and an Adam West impression in Kick-Ass, and a just, fuck it, Ghost Rider, baby! Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, what? at least when he does a, a movie for the same reasons as Bruce Willis, he's, he's, he's not phoning it in. I've, I've seen so many... Uh, videos about his bad movies where he's clearly doing Nick, Nick Cageisms and it doesn't fit. And it's just like, what? Okay. You're taking huge swigs, but it does not work. Um, I don't know this move. The fact that he can dial in this kind of performance in the same span of time that he does unbearable weight of massive talent I'm having trouble thinking of other actors who could do that dynamic of a range. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Tom Cruise can do all his action movies, but he also did, uh, whatever that was in Tropic Thunder. (laughs) But that's like, like put on, uh, prosthetics and pretend like you're on a movie set during a pandemic and people aren't following COVID protocols (laughs) and just yell it, you know, just yell. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm having trouble. Like Daniel day Lewis couldn't do all those things. I think he could dial into this type of performance and do it a lot. Does, does anything I'm making saying make sense? You're you're making sense. I'm just trying to think of another actor that <clears throat> could could you know swing like that. I'm thinking maybe that big of a swing. I'm thinking maybe oh man, I'm drawing a huge blank. Adam Sandler, because um, now he because he just did Hustle, and you know you t- you think about some of his comedy roles. You think about something like Hustle, 
Um, I don't know if he could do that in that tight of a window. That you know, if, if he remade Billy Madison two right now, and then turn around and did Hustle two, I don't, uh, I don't know. It might not. You Once know. you see uncut gems, you're gonna be like, I was dead right with my suggestion. <laughs> yeah, I still I need to watch that. I definitely need to watch it. I've, I've along with this movie, I've seen it enough times. I've seen it on shelves. I've never pulled the trigger because I didn't know anything about it. But I mean, it's it's like Pig. It's one of those movies I've seen. I've seen other people pick up. I've other seen, seen other people say good things about it. I've just never pulled the trigger. Yeah, no, it's uh, you're gonna regret every day you didn't watch it. <laughs> um, yeah, because yeah, po- quite possibly. There's, there's a lot of movies out there that I've seen a lot of people pick up. A lot of people say good things. I just haven't pulled the trigger and watched it or um, yeah, stuff like that. So uh, Uncut Gems, I'm, I'm hoping that's one of them because I would love. Um, I, I also need to sit down and watch the movie Hustle. I've seen enough about it, but I haven't sat down and watched it yet. Forgive me if I've already asked, but have you seen Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? I have not yet. Oh, yeah. That'll be I think, one. Does that, <laughs> I think that movie just came out on DVD or something like that, right? Probably. Or, I saw it in theaters. Trying to uh, look it up here really quickly. I'm mean, still in theaters around my house. Still in one theater around my house. I think I had a $4 add a ticket from T Mobile Tuesdays or a free ticket. But at this point, you're. You're, you would want to buy the steel book anyway. So I'll just, I'll just tell you, save yeah. the save the ticket money and just buy the steel book. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it came out on the 21st. Um, uh, June 21st for anybody that's um, listening to this in the uh, near distant future. Uh, twenty June 21st, 2022. But yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for steelbooks. I'm a sucker for um, video games, movies, steelbooks. I always have been. So, and I'm and if it if it's as pretty as this one is, because I see one that's like a really nice shade of blue with some pink flowers and females i guess in a circle with nick cage like doing his like thunder fist and <laughs> i've um, seen that poster yeah so it's really cool so i mean if that's what the the um, the steelbook looks like if there is one then i'm i'm game would this be a steelbook for you pig pig the movie itself probably not but i am I do factor in the aesthetic of it too, um, the into the steelbook. steelbook. Yeah. So if, uh, I mean, even if it's not a movie that I'm necessarily like, or, you know, a movie that I know I'll watch once or twice, not probably it. And the steelbook is really sweet that I will still pick up the steelbook. <laughs> um, yeah, even no, if it's, I, I'm not surprised by that answer. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to see if there is one exclusive 4k steelbook, $54 on eBay. Uh, the steel book for this is okay. It's um Oh oh that makes sense that it already came out. Yeah, the steel book for this is okay. Um uh, Nick Cage, um Pedro Pastel and I forgot what the the lady's name is, um, are in color and then it's got Nicolas Cage in like different um faces um in like a light blue. Oh, you're looking at the unbearable weight of massive talent steelbook. Yes, right now sorry. Oh, yes, oh, okay. my bad. Not, I didn't know. I don't know if Pig has one. I haven't seen one. I haven't even seen it on 4K or anything yet. Well, I'm sad that uh, you don't have more of a heads up to that you're forced to buy it from eBay. Then, 
Um, I'm going checking the. Um, if you did. Oh, 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 oh. I'm checking Jeff Bezos' website. Mzon, uh, and. Um, did, did you uh, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about in terms of spoilers for Pig? Uh no. Um, I would say overall solid movie. I would I would give it a watch, and I'm pro- like I said, I'll probably watch it a second time just because of us talking about it. Yeah. Um, the next movie, because if anybody's paying attention, this was our list of five movies. Mm-hmm. Our next movie will be um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Ooh, yeah. So. If, so if you message Brian on Instagram and you tell him, tell Matt, he will give you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. See, look at that. I'm like, I'm like all over it today. Yes, you are. All right. This movie may be a hmm, mushroom. This movie may have been a jointy edible. But either way, this movie is pig. Because <laughs> movies are, are dope. Dope. I had to pause because I don't know if you're going to do pig or not. So I don't. I, <laughs> I, I waited to see if you wanted to do pig. Start saving <laughs> movies, so I followed. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye.